Let's talk about the heart, head, hands method. It's really, uh, like my friend David says, the manual on being a human. And if you've ever asked, how do I know what to do with my life? Or how do I know if I'm doing the right thing with my life? Or am I going the right way? Am I progressing? Am I uh, just blowing it on trying to pursue stuff? Or am I blowing it by not pursuing enough stuff? Or all those things. So this is a method to help you keep on track. And it's all about frequency and making sure that as you're free, uh, paying attention, as your frequency rises, you're going to notice that you feel better. So the lagging indicator that you're on track is your feelings. You're going to feel bad, which means your frequency is going to be lowering, lower, lower base feelings like shame and regret and fear and uh, anxiety and uh, um pride and uh or anything in between there and then if you feel good which is courage and willingness and love and acceptance and peace and all those uh, all those lovely feelings that we would consider good right any kid knows if they feel good or bad uh, so you can do that you know if you feel good or bad and that is a lagging indicator what's it lagging uh, from well, it's lagging from your frequency changing. When your frequency changes, you feel different. So, but what's the leading indicator to know if I'm in the, going in the right direction? Well, the leading indicator is intention. Do you intend the good of the other, or do you intend taking from the other for your own selfish gain? And that leading indicator usually puts you in a, a situation of lowering your frequency and at best if you're out to gain for yourself at the expense of the other the best is uh, usually we have is pride and we get stuck at pride we can't get any higher if you're interested about all the the uh how the whole spectrum of uh, consciousness is in broken down into calibrations of energy and frequency very interesting look up david hawkins uh calibrations of of energy levels of calibration loc he calls it uh, power versus force so anyway that's a whole big ramp up to say let's talk about the heart head hands method which is the triple h the heart is our is our real way into this method. So um, Blaise Pascal, which is a genius from the 1600s, he said, the heart has reasons that reason knows nothing of. We know the truth, not by the reason, but by the heart. And this heart-centered living is really taps us into uh, being sensitive to this change in frequency. And the whole goal of living, I believe, is to continually letting go of all these hindrances that drag down our frequency. And once we let go of those buoys or those ties, we're going to automatically raise up in frequency because our true nature is high frequency, high flying, and it feels great. So trust me, this is a good model for you selfishly because it feels so good. Consciousness and attention where we put it is it's the same stuff, but consciousness is really the light in the room that lights up the room and attention is the laser pointer. And so it's how we are using the light of consciousness is our attention. So be aware. That's how we use attention. You be aware. And if you are aware, your attention is on my thoughts. Uh, 
uh, or really what I want, which is kind of figment of my imagination uh, of what's going to make me happy. And I get caught up in I am my thoughts and I am my body and getting what my thoughts tell me I need outside me, accomplishment, all that stuff. If I believe it, then I'm going to suffer. Caught in my head, caught in my thoughts, uh, my attention's all right here. Um, I suffer. I want to be stressed. The, the the feelings I'm going to get are stress and worry and fear and all those kind of uh, lower frequency. Uh, but if I bring my attention down from my head into my heart and I and I stay here, my it's my experience starts to change. And one of the things that that I was got into the habit of doing, and I haven't done it for a while now that I think about it, is I would actually swallow my thoughts. Now, it's a bit of a mental exercise that you're you're using your mental capabilities uh, as a tool, a useful tool, and you imagine these thoughts no matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's worry or fear or anger or or even compassion and love. No matter what it is, you take that thought and you imagine it going down and you imagine swallowing it and being thankful for it. And it could be any kind of taste, savory, sweet, sour, bitter, whatever. But you swallow it down, imagining it goes all the way down into your heart. And then once that thought is now in your heart space, then you meditate on it. And you feel that and you notice how that heart changes or how the thought changes. Does it change? Because from that heart space, we want to say, well, what is the highest good? What would the heart say from this, from a heart place of love and wanting the, the, the highest good for all? Now, what should I do? And so this can be applied at work, could be applied in your family relationships, could be applied, applied to your friends, I mean, anything. You know, what does the heart say? And then from a heart place, you figure, you come up with a solution, for, um, you know, I, I would say, okay, I, I want to write a book from my headspace and my headspace. Uh, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to write the spiritual book and it's going to be awesome because tons of people are going to read it and I'm going to be famous and uh, enrich and it's going to be awesome. And uh, so to do that, I need to just, I need to write this thing. So a lot of people are going to read it. And if I need a lot of people to read it, my, my brain's going, well, I'm going to need to write it. So it's more uh, presentable and more marketable and more flashy. And, uh, you know, I got to do something that's going to get everybody's attention. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and I go on and on and on. And I'm, and I'm thinking about the result I want to get. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to gain. And by the way, none of that's bad. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's a very different experience than if I start in the heart. I'm going to write a book. I have this pull to write in the book. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get that thought, write a book, bring it down, visualize swallowing it, come all the way down to my throat. I see the intention behind it. What is my intention from the heart space? My intention behind it is to bless other people. And really, I want to bless, I want to serve, I want to love the other. And it's like planting that seed out in good soil. I plant the seed. And then do I make it grow? I don't make it grow. God makes it grow. God makes it grow. God produces the fruit. And then someone else eats the fruit. In this example, the fruit isn't even for me. What is for me? engaging in my intention to write a book and 
if I gauge in a, that hard space for me, writing the book with the intention to love someone else and maybe alleviate their suffering, maybe satiate their curiosity, maybe help them on their path, you know, whatever, who knows what happens, but that's it. That is the thing. So I think, okay, well, if it doesn't have to do with the results, here I am, I'm going to engage my head now. So the heart says, put these concepts into, uh, into a book. Okay. The head, uh, the heart, head, hands, book. Okay. So I'm engaging my head now and my, the, the mind is a wonderful tool. It's so incredibly, uh, technical and useful to figure anything out so i start well i'm just gonna write a paragraph a day and every morning i'm gonna get up at five o'clock because it's before my kids and then i'm gonna write just for an hour and then i'm gonna put it back to put it together in a google docs and we we'll make all the headings on the side it'll be help me to edit it faster and then as soon as i can get it all down in a, uh, enough words i'm going to send it off to the editor i know that's great oh i have that place that does book cover instead of it and i and oh amazon i know how to figure out how to publish it and now i figured out how to do it and then once i figured out what i'm going to do then i engage my hands and in that way from that heart place i have decided how i'm going to engage in the world and i know that i'm on track because my feelings are a lagging indicator of higher frequency. I feel good. I feel excited. I feel like, yes, I'm going to engage in this. Versus the head, heart, hands way I was talking before, of, I'm, gonna, I'm going to make a lot of money. And so I'm going to try to figure out how to do this. My, my uh, heart comes along a little bit. Yeah, put a little heart in there so it's marketable. And now I'm going to do it. And I, it's not... It's not as high flying, high frequency, because now I'm stressed. Now I'm worried. Oh my gosh, am I really going to sell a lot of copies? Is that really going to work? Oh, what if it doesn't work? <laughs> what if it doesn't work? What, what What's the work? Well, what I want, what I'm going to get out of it, my money, my fame. And I bypassed the whole blessing of this beautiful thing that came to me because it's come from my head instead of my heart, instead of the heart method that really you cannot lose if you if you lead from your heart. So Krishna from the Bhagavad Gita said, uh, you have the right to work, but for the work's sake only, you have no right to the fruit of your work. So is that um, is that bad that people try to get stuff? No, it's not bad. It's just a way to alleviate your suffering, that you can be where you're at, be led with your wonderful um, guidance that comes to you. It's like this clear thing. Wouldn't that be great? This wonderful idea, this wonderful impulse to be in the world in a certain way or to create something or to talk to somebody or to all these things. You release the results, you release the fruit completely. And then all that matters is you follow through and engage with what the heart says, with how you're mind figures out the best way it can do it engage in it and then you do it and then whatever happens it happens it doesn't even matter it's a beautiful way to live so striving we're engaging it's normal to strive it's actually healthy for the body to strive as a human we're going to strive if you didn't strive you'd shrivel up and atrophy and so as we strive though we don't have to suffer and the reason we suffer while we're striving, when we're doing stuff, when we're working, is because we're in our head space. So continually, 
Come back down to your heart. Hold all these results with an open hand. And they can come in and they can go. And they can come back in and they can go. And who knows what's really going to make us happy in the end. We don't know these things. But what we do know and what we can keep our eyes on is our attention. Our attention on focusing on the heart. Our attention and keeping an eye on our crazy mind and our crazy feelings that are actually all, all over the place and not judging yourself when your feelings are down and not judging yourself when, you're, when your thoughts are nuts and you just continue in that heart space, continue to look for those things that are grateful, continue to obey, obey the, the, um, the impulses from being in the heart. And when you're up in the head, you continue to swallow those thoughts down into your heart. And then you'll find out that you can keep great company with a holy one. There's a Hindu uh, practice called satsanga, and it's really to keep company with a holy one. So people go and sit with gurus, you know, they go sit with their guru and they just sit with them and they're, no talk, they're not talking at all. And they're having satsanga. And with, with, with us, the highest satsanga is to keep company with your highest self within you, the, the, the self that is giving you the consciousness to be aware, to focus on your heart and that, that highest vibration that, that is already you, you're just unaware of because you're so lost in a thought or lost in a body feeling that we've blocked out or blacked out every other higher level of yourself. And we can be still and know this higher version of ourself and have that satsanga with, with holy, a holy company within. Not you, the ego, but you, the higher self. And it's amazing what happens when we do that. So I hope this is uh, very helpful. Uh, I got inspired to put it out there. And once again, from the heart, the mind thinks, okay, I'm gonna bullet this out. Now I'm doing it using the hands and then the results, none of my business. <laughs> but you can comment and like, says the ego. But all these things are tools. It's like if you, if, if you fall into a briar, let's say, the briar has big thorns, like a, like a rose bush, big giant thorns. And if you fell in, you'd have thorns all over you. And the way to get all the thorns out, one of the ways is you take one of the biggest thorns and you start to use that big thorn. You start to pull out all the other little thorns to get all the thorns out. But then after you use that thorn to pull out all the other thorns, you only have one thorn left. At last, you throw that last thorn away. And so that those thorns are like concepts and ideas. In the end, these ideas are like thorns in your body. And you use the one thorn that maybe is the most helpful and you pluck away all the other ideas that aren't as helpful. And in the end, every idea that you have though has to go because your idea is still a thing. And the part of you that is eternal is even better than that last thing, even more free of a mental concept or mental construct like an idea is. And so I hope you find that truth within. Hope you go to your heart and the heart space. Hope you lead with intention as that leading indicator of a higher frequency 
And I hope you pay attention to your feelings to know where your attention has been, higher or low, and do the best you can. And go again, and go again, and go again. Let me know what you think about this video.